All right, so Scott, I'm, I'm struggling with this. What's what's the math? Uh, it's two and a half uh, over seven. I, I'm not really strong with fractions, but I, I think it's going to be a small number. Now that's the same percentage of more films worth listening to. I admire your luck, Mr. Double Thirty. All right, so here we are again for our second installment of our 0030s podcast, where again, I we're... Have, I should have said, you Roger Moore hater. I am a Roger Moore hater. Yeah. Uh, un, unashamedly, <laughs> am I a Roger Moore hater. Uh, except for those two and a half films. Spy Who Loved Me, mm-hmm. it's like half of Man with Golden Gun, and I defend part of Moonraker... Oh, and then you movie. defend part of I like Octopussy. Part of Octopussy. Yeah, yeah. So there's we have I, I a different. Say, yeah, The Spy Who Loved Me by far. Octopussy. I would probably say like, oh, but I also like a fraction of For Your Your Eyes Only. So I would have more fractions. Yeah, that. I have very, I have a little lesser yeah. of the fractions. I Moonraker. I thought part of it was all right. Okay. Okay. We'll get. We'll at least get some summaries out of them. So here in an excitement and release for Spectre, which mm-hmm. hopefully our listeners have either already seen, Lucky. or if you're listening today as it's being released, you're if you're in the U.S., you're gonna go tonight. If they're if you're lucky enough, your theater is showing it a day early or tomorrow on its release. Or if you're one of our British listeners, ah. fuck you. Yeah, you've you've already seen it. You've had reviews. I've been dodging reading your posts. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I I read one. Oh, did you get any spoilers? Uh, no, because Don't I stopped. I stopped reading. Um, it was bonding over bond on Twitter. I responded. Mm-hmm. They were very negative on Skyfall. I did see. And your I post got on... I got turned off yeah, by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was uh, as a fellow over. As an Obermiller, yeah. to know that the villain's name is Oberhauser, I am very excited about that. That's maybe you're Blofeld. Maybe I am. Maybe. All right, so so here we go. The, the this is again our Roger Moore, sir. Excuse me, he does get that distinguished, sir. Roger Moore, double O thirties. Roger Moore starred as James Bond in seven films: mm-hmm. Live and Let Die, The Man with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me. Moo Ranker, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and finally, at the very long age of 57 oh. years old, A View oh. to Kill. He played the character from 1973 <clears throat> through 1985. It's a good stretch. That is a good stretch. Probably a little too long. A little bit. Five years too long. Makes you Live and Let Die. It's the second Bond novel, the eighth Bond film. It was released in 1973, and it stars... Sir. Meh. Roger Moore. Is this, uh, is this you first? Uh, yes, I won this one. Okay. Do whatever mental warm-ups you need to do here. <clears throat> All right. 
This is probably like the third time I've read this, so this should be fun. In three, two... Do you like voodoo? Tarot cards, maybe? Pimp mobiles? Redneck sheriffs? A youthful Jane Seymour? We meet the third actor to play James Bond in the franchise, and he is different in so many ways. Wait, let me get this straight. The plot is a UN ambassador slash drug dealer is attempting to distribute tons of heroin for free, then once he drives the other dealers out of business and the addicts have doubled, he will start charging and control the market? Well, at least the song was good. That's it. Hey, you made it. Plenty of time. That's a good, uh, that's a good rendition. I'm, I'm down for it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to match it, but I'm going to give it my own. Okay. All right. So, so, you ready? Okay. Again, whenever I, I don't need to time myself. Nope. Um, I got whenever you, you hear the bell. <clears throat> In three, two, one. Three agents of all the monitoring Dr. Kananga are killed. M sends 007 because, of course, Bond arrives in the U.S. only to have his driver killed. He meets Mr. Big, who runs a drug ring through restaurants around the U.S. Felix Leiter is in this movie, but so is another CIA agent, Strutter, who, unlike Felix, is actually an awesome character. Bond meets a terror reader who loses her power because of Bond's penis. Herpes will do that to you. We learn of a heroin plan. We end up in Louisiana, where every character is a shitty stereotype. There are boat chases. The villain dies via expanding to death. A dead henchman is alive and riding the train. In short, what the fuck? Great job. Yeah, thank you, you very much. Thank you very much. A good tie-in with tomorrow's release of Living and Die. A lot of people speculating that um, the 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 images of the Mexican parade. Oh, Spectre, uh, you mean? You yeah, said, I, I, mean, I mean uh, yeah. Spectre. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might get some little tie-in to Living and Let Die. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully it's better we'll see tomorrow. Let Die because you know see. I... You know my feelings that way. Yeah, Terror Readers and uh, Mystical Powers. Not, great, great song. Not your jam? No, right. not really. <laughs> Alright. Nice cigar smoke in there. Mm-hmm. Alright. <clears throat> The Man with the Golden Gun, the 12th Bond novel, the 9th Bond film, released in 1974 and starring Roger Moore. Yep. I'm going to ad lib. Can I get like a five second count or something from you? Like, can I just like rap? When you're at 25? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll do... Alright, alright, I'll be paying attention. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do do a double flash for 10, and you get a flash for 4, and then I'll start... Or at five, and I'll start counting down. I actually don't have anything good to say about it, so this may not work out well. Just take all 30 seconds. Okay. Cue Bill O'Reilly. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! F*** it! Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! F***ing thing suck! We'll do it live. (laughs) I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Right? In three, two, one million dollars a hit. That's how much it costs to hire the man with the golden gun, Mr. Francisco Scaramanga. Did I mention he has three nipples? Also, he has a little person, manservant named Knickknack. Because that's not insulting. Uh, there's a woman named uh, Goodnight, and she's pretty dumb. Uh, that's about it. You got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed. That's just, 
I mean, that's pretty much bad. that's pretty much the film, though. Count you in in uh, three, two, one. Emtos Bond, legendary KGB-trained assassin Francisco Scaramanga, <laughs> sent a gold bullet at 007 to kill him. Bond is placed on leave. Instead of waiting to be found, 007 chases the man with the golden gun for 90 minutes. There's also a forced energy crisis plot that doesn't quite fit nicely with the film. Along the way, we meet a dim-witted field agent, Scaramanga's doomed mistress, and Scaramanga's little person, assistant Knick-Knack. Boss, the plane, the plane. Bond gets captured a lot. Insert a karate here. He kills Scaramanga and ends up with a girl in the water again. 28 seconds. Enough time to say Scaramanga! The Spy Who Loved Me, the ninth Bond novel, the tenth Bond film, released in 1977 and starring, yes, he is a knight, Sir Roger Moore. What was it, 1979 this one came out? 77. Yeah, a little wait from 74 to 77. A little pause. Uh, but worth the wait as they were able to write a good film. Solid film. Yeah. Okay, I'll go ahead and uh, go first on this one. Ready? Yes. Have you seen You Only Live Twice? The Spy Who Loved Me is basically that, but way better. Carl Stromberg, a man with an agenda, takes steps to get the United States and the Soviet Union into nuclear war. The vision. He wants the people of the world to live into, in its oceans. Female Soviet agent Triple X and British agent 007 James Bond are on the case. Stromberg's lead henchman, Jaws, a man with metal teeth, attempts to stop the agents at all costs. We get to see James Bond play the game Operation with a nuclear warhead. Ultimately, Jaws fails, the agents win, and the people get to live on land. And as asinine as it sounds, it's actually a great movie. He got it. He got it. All right. For the record, for the record, I failed this one when Mm -hmm. we did it live because I... Instead of saying triple X, I attempted Anya Amasova and I stumbled on it. Lesson learned. You're going to not do that, right? I'm, no, I'm. You're going to do I'm, it. I have written right. Anya Amasova. I'm not changing the 0030. I'm going to attempt it. going to attempt it again. Tenacious. This is, uh, for those of you that have seen Tin Cup, this is that moment for me. <laughs> I'm your caddy right now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Whenever I hear a bell. <clears throat> Here we go. You sure you want to do this? Yeah. It's the last ball Just in the bag. Hand me the club. In three, two, one. A Russian subcaptain looks through his periscope and skis. Oh no! Russia calls her best agent, Agent Triple X. It's a woman! MI6 calls Bond, who dramatically jumps off the cliff. Somebody is stealing nuclear subs, and a plot of this film is almost too simple. Find the subs! The mission takes Triple X and 007 to Egypt, the Mediterranean Sea, Sardonia, and finally Atlantis. Along the way, Bond meets a giant named Jaws, the former, the future M, and gets bested by his Russian counterpart, the beautiful and cunning Anya Amasova, and drives a Lotus turned submarine. Of course, 007 foils the mission, and of course, he ends up in the water with a beautiful woman. I got it? Yeah, you had plenty of time to spare. I, yes. know, I went immediately reaching for the bell. You had a 28 seconds. Whew. Nice job. Thank I you. I almost cut you off. I was like, never going to happen. <laughs> I was like, ah, let a, give him a chance to recover. Nice job. Yeah, I was stumbling there. All right. Yeah, the look on your face. Uh, is like You were like, fail. <laughs> you made it, man. Nice job. <clears throat> Moonraker, the third Bond novel, the 11th Bond film, released in 1979 and starring Roger Moore. Allegedly a knight. Okay. And... 
Oh my god, what did I just watch? So, another madman has a plan to poison the people of the world with pods of nerve gas released from space made from rare orchids? He has developed a secret stealthy space station? Think high-tech Noah's Ark. He is populating the station with the finest human specimens from Earth to make a superhuman race to repopulate the planet. Talk about a god complex. In short, it was an interesting plot. However, it turned into an even worse version of Yolanda twice. Watch at your own risk. Short and sweet. We got plenty of time. Yeah, that's pretty much how I felt about the movie. All right. All right. Here, Bill. So, by your definition, half of this should be good. Because yeah. you think half of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Count you in in uh, three, two. It's going to be good, and then just get like batshit crazy out of nowhere. <laughs> in three, <clears throat> two, one. Star Wars is a huge hit, so let's put Bond in space. First, a space shuttle needs to be stolen, and of course, Jaws is back. 007 is sent to California to investigate Hugo Drax, the contractor who builds NASA shuttles. There, he meets Dr. Goodhead, because why not? Bond does some actual spying. He ends up in Venice to investigate a glass, a glass company and discovers a deadly gas being made. Chasing clues to Drax's whereabouts, Bond ends up in Brazil, where he finds Drax converted a toxin found in a species of orchid and plans on using it on Earth from space. So Bond goes into space because the plot needs him there. Bond saves Earth. Do I have enough time? Yeah. yeah Two seconds left. Craziness. 28 seconds is your number. Thank you. Yeah. Because that's where the plot takes. <laughs> nice job. For your eyes only. For your eyes only. The eighth Bond book. It's a collection of short stories, and the 12th Bond film. It was released in 1981 and starred Roger Moore. And what should have been his last film. Yeah, I would have been fine with that. But he came back, and then he came back again. <clears throat> Alright, I think I, I think this is me. Yeah, I think you won the coin toss in this one. Alright, so whenever... I'll count you in. Yep. And three... Bond is putting flowers at Tracy's grave and Blofeld is back, bitches! But just don't call him Blofeld because they couldn't. Bond, ki- Bond kills him and we move on to the actual movie, which is quite forgettable. Russian General Gogol is a dirty old man and his counterpart M is on a permanent vacation, so Bill Tanner is filling in. Essentially, this is the plot. A British ship with an ATAC is blown up, so MI6 needs it back and the USSR wants it. Insert snow, Greeks, and an awkward young skier trying to bang Bond, plus the worst Bond villain to date. But don't worry, Bond still ends up Ends the movie, sexting it up in the water. 29 seconds, nice job. Yeah, with some stumbles there. Worst Bond villain to date? Easily. Yeah. Still. And we're done. Spoiler alert, we're we're just slowly releasing the films here, but Mm -hmm. we can say that with confidence as we've done our weekly viewings. The worst. I kind of like some aspects of them. Amy double crossed him. The worst. But go listen to the actual podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sitting there. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. No, hold on. All right, Brady. James Bond returns to terra firma. Thank God. No space shuttles and laser guns in this one. Bond gets back to his roots as a special agent. 007 is ordered to investigate the condition of the ATAC transmitter, which is assuming, um, assumingly is used for secret transmissions. 
We meet the typical cast of characters along the way, including an ally who turns out to be a villain in the film. Lead Bond woman Miss Melina Havlock is seeking revenge for the murder of her father and mother, who had located the wreck of the St. George's which held the attack. If you like chases, the first half of this film is for you. It's a bit much for me. The second half turns into a solid James Bond film. It won't rise to the top of the list, but will not sink to the bottom either. You got the summary in, and then you started uh, oratoring. Yeah. Oh, I got a little, got a little soapboxy yeah, there. I have a little problem with that. I do. At the end. Yeah. I forget, like, I turn into summary to credit. Yeah, I could have just, I could have just ended it. You could have just was, stopped. It was, it's not for me. Could have just cut yourself off. All right. All right. Moving on. Once again, if we ever had a punishment for going long, I mean, that would make this. Yeah. We've had suggestions. Send us an email. At? At? Bonding over bond at gmail.com. That's right. Mm-hmm. Octopussy, the 14th Bond film, a collection of short stories, or excuse me, the 14th Bond book, a collection of short stories, and the 13th Bond film released in 1983 and starring visibly getting older. Sir Roger Moore. I'm ready to go. Let's get this out of the way. Yeah. You don't like this one? Octopussy. <clears throat> I liked I liked part of it and then it just uh, got ridiculous. Take it a little. Alright, I'll go ahead and count you in in uh, three, two, one. Someone is selling a fake Fabergé egg, so of course MI6 sent Bond because that's a good use of their resources. Good thing they did because renegade Soviet General uh, Orlov is trading priceless Russian treasures with fakes so that he can, so that the real treasures could be smuggled so he can pay off smuggler Camille Khan to help him obtain and detonate a nuclear bomb in Air Force Base, making it look like an accident, propping Western disarmament. They need the help of Octopussy and of course her traveling circus because why not? The plot, the plan is foiled, people die, Bond defuses the bomb in a clown outfit, and the good guys win. 29 seconds. Thank you. All right. Nice job. Some stumbling there. Yeah, you made it through that. Bond defuses the bum in a clown outfit. (laughs) Goodness. It had some strong strong moments. I'm ready. Okay. Ready? Yep. Octopussy. Let me repeat. Octopussy. That's the name of this film. Octopussy turns out to be a jewel smuggler whose business partners... Decide to double-cross her during a heist of Fabergé eggs as well as other Russian jewels. Little did she know her counterpart, Kamal Khan, has struck a deal with a power-hungry Soviet general to detonate a nuclear weapon inside of an American airbase in Germany. Bond saves the day in clown makeup. Oh, by the way, Octopussy runs a circus. Hence the, hence the makeup. There's a mini-jet, new M, outstanding casino scene, and a camel toe army. Just watch the movie. It's pretty good. There's some uh, lies in that one, though. What? Watch the movie. It's pretty good. Oh, I mean, it's entertaining. I would put this one as as, and it's not as good as Thunderball, but it's in the it's fun category. That's why I like. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Meeting you. A view to kill. Short story in the 8th Bond book. It's the 14th Bond film. Released in 1985, it stars the very decrepit Sir Roger Moore. You can see his walkers CGI'd out. Yeah, most of the time. <clears throat> I kid. Did you know I was, I was taking a Bond quiz, Do You Know Your Bond? 
I need to take this quiz. And the one stunt Roger Moore never did in any of his seven films was running. What? He never ran. Anytime you see James Bond running in a Roger Moore film, it's not Roger Moore. That is awesome. Because he felt he looked stupid running. He looked like Steven Seagal running? Yeah. I failed that. Well, I'm going to get that one right now, so thank you. No problem. This is the type of trivia you can learn on... Bonding over Bond. Mm-hmm. Who's the, who's doing this one? I will go first. Okay. Ready? <clears throat> Christopher Walken, the Continental himself, plays the villain in this Bond film, and baby, I didn't need more cowbell. Max Zorn is a psychopath born from steroids in the womb by an experimenting Nazi doctor. If you if you swallow that, here's the rest of the story. He now runs an oil company and makes microchips. His plan is to flood Silicon Valley with water from San Francisco using mines in the San Andreas Fault. Okay, back to reality. It was a fine film, a nice ending for Roger Moore, but it was better than Live and Let Die, in my opinion. A lot of opinions, a lot of opinions. I know. This is a summary, undies, undies. summary category. Double O30s. I think mine's a summary slash critic. Uh, seems like it. Yeah. With a lot of holes. <laughs> All right, our last our last thirty second summary for the Roger Moore podcast. Whenever I hear the bell, in three, two, one. Zorn's horses keep winning. Bond must investigate. But wait, the horse investigator is killed in front of 007. Bond goes to Zorn's horse sale and zaniness ensues. The plot is simple. Zorn wants to corner the microchip market by flooding Silicon Valley. But wait, he's a psychopath created by a Nazi. Yep, I said that right. Bond goes to San Francisco to stop him. The series finally has a positive Asian character, but the worst Bond girl. Bond stops the plan, but not before Zorn goes batshit crazy and kills everybody who worked on the plot. But Bond kills him. All is well because Roger Moore is done. 27 seconds. All right. Thank you for listening to the 0030s for the Roger Moore. I hope it uh, wasn't too, too much of a struggle. Again, I, I know there's seven minutes of summary and like 30 seconds of positive... Uh, <laughs> Roger Mooring going on there. Two and a half. I, I give him a hard time. There's there's probably like three and a half minutes of of good Roger Moore. He 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 just he left. He he stayed on too long. You know he's he's you know I mean many people it, it, he's like family though. He's the crazy uncle of the family. You know, yeah, but crazy just, uncle uh, is not James Bond. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in but if you like the kind of comments we have to say here, you know, listen to our podcast, download our other ones, uh, follow us on Twitter at Bonding Over Bond. Maybe go on Facebook. I hear that's a thing. Yep. Uh, you simply ch- uh, search for Bonding Over Bond. Uh, send us emails, Scott. Where where are emails at? Bondingoverbond at gmail dot com. Yeah, positive letters, negative Neg- letters, Rick letters. We don't yep. care. We'll read them all. Rick. Uh, and of course, uh, where do we go for the the website? Uh, I would go to the uh, lioneyespodcast.com. Yeah. L-I-O-N-I-Z-E podcast.com. Yeah, lion Slash. Yes, not this lion eyes. This lion eyes. Right. And that's backslash, or if you're in Britain, forward slash. It's one of the slashes. Okay. 50-50. Bondingoverbond.com. <clears throat> and there you'll find content, trivia, news, allegedly corrections. corrections. Yeah, it'll happen. And remember, don't play James Bond when you're a 57-year-old man. Thank you for bonding with here, bonding over Bond. Next, it's the Timothy Dalton era. Woo! Until next time, shake it. Don't start.
a heroin plan, not a heroin. We learn of a. Can I hit that up one more time? No. <laughs>